Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. So Mark, there's this story that just I cannot let go of, and, and I don't want to let go of it because it's pretty powerful. Uh, when our family over the Christmas break, we were in Branson as a family, and uh, we went to that Titanic Museum. Yes. And super powerful to me just the whole experience I, I just learned so much and but there's this particular story that i just keep thinking about over and over and it's about a missionary woman her name is annie and she's from america uh this is in the early 1900s and she went over to india and she was a teacher she wanted to start a school uh, for girls so that they could have just a better chance at life yeah and loves loved god and she ends up getting on the Titanic to head back to America and her mom, uh, was sick over in the States. And so she was trying to get back to see her mom before she potentially passed away. And there was another ship that she was scheduled to be on, but the Titanic was leaving a week earlier. And so she said, I'm going to try and get on the Titanic. And, And she did. She even celebrated her 38th birthday on the Titanic. So that's how old she was young. Yeah. Right. And of course, three days later while on the Titanic, um, Titanic hits the iceberg, it starts sinking. And, and as you know, uh, if you don't know the story of the Titanic, um, they didn't have enough lifeboats because they called it the unsinkable ship. Right. And they thought the lifeboats caused clutter and made, just didn't look that great. So we don't need these boats. Mm-hmm. And so sure enough, hit the iceberg, Titanic's going down. And so everyone is scrambling to get on these lifeboats. And the officers of the Titanic said only women and children at least on one side of the Titanic, the other side, uh, some men were able to get on. Um, but with that, so Annie gets on a lifeboat and people are putting the women on the lifeboat. Like they're, and a lot of women even are not, um, getting on the lifeboats. They're staying with their husbands, which was pretty amazing too. Um, but Annie gets on a lifeboat and she's sitting there and a woman and her baby come up and Annie just sees this, you know, this woman and her child and she gives up her seat. Wow. And she says, to somebody else. yeah, she goes, you all get on this boat and switches places. Um, Annie goes down with the Titanic. She passes away. And, and I just was thinking about that. Just, wow. You know, God's word says, you know, there's no greater love than this than to lay your life down for another. Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate sacrifice. There's no greater way we can reflect who Jesus is than truly to give up literally our life and the way she did that just it's just stuck with me and it's it's inspired me like every day i I don't have to physically give up my life i might one day Mm -hmm. um but every day i get a chance to give up my life for another person sacrifice live selflessly i i can do that every day and and then the other thing that just stuck stuck out to me was she knew where she was going. Her faith was so big, so strong. She's like, Hey, I know that I've got eternity with God. I don't know your story. You know, the woman with the baby, she didn't know. And so, but she knew where she was going and she said, I, I, I'm willing to give this up. And I don't know that the story's just been sticking with me. And I'm just like every day, Annie, I'm going to try and live like you every day. Right. That, that whole like reality of when you have a relationship with Jesus, you can be like, okay, I'm okay. Like, I don't have to live scared. 
Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have to live for self-preservation. I can be free to live for something so much greater. And that's why, and then you hear a story like hers and you're like, something in you just was like, that's it. Like that seems right and beautiful. Absolutely. What a story from Christy to kick off the new year. A powerful image of what it means to love like Jesus, to live like Jesus by dying for someone else. Absolutely inspiring, like Christy said, and hopefully empowering us and reminding us to be more sacrificial in our everyday lives. Up next is Mark and Christy discussing how coming back to work after the holiday break has changed some things and maybe reminded them the importance of good sleep. Hello. Hello, Mark. Good morning. I'm trying to get used to these early mornings again. I was was off for almost two weeks. I wondered. I wondered because I was like, that's just enough time for your body to be like, hey, are we going back to old Christy? (laughs) We can do whatever. We could stay up till one in the morning if we want to. Did you stay up late? Because you're you're a natural night owl. I am. So I definitely stayed up late pretty much every night from out of the gate when vacation started and slept every morning. Uh And anyway, so now, yeah, I'm trying to get back. And the alarm at whatever, four o'clock in the morning or whenever that is, is like, (laughs) hey. (laughs) Yeah. This version of Christy now has to adjust. Pretty much, pretty much. Sleep is so important to us. I was thinking about that this morning as I was yeah. driving here, super tired. <laughs> I thought, this is really not good for me. Like, uh-huh. it affects your weight gain. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It affects, obviously, your stress level, your mood, all of it. And, yeah. I, and I was thinking to myself, when there are times where I get a good night's rest, the next day, mm-hmm. I'm a whole new person. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I literally had this conversation with Chaplain Justin yesterday. Really? Yeah. And we were talking about the one, like literally one of the most spiritual things you can do sometimes is just rest. Like literally sleep, take a nap. Like, okay, God, I'm leaving everything in your hands. My body needs to rest. But, um, and we were talking about, there's this technology out there. Like they have like these rings now that you can get that you just wear Mm -hmm. and, um, and it registers your sleep cycles. I guess watches, what? Fitbits, that kind of stuff do too. Okay. And uh, and he's got one of these devices that, and it literally tells him, okay, how much did you sleep? How much was it? Like good sleep, REM sleep. And it gives you this like score, this readiness for the day score when you get up. And I'm like, I don't know. There's like, uh, that's, that's pretty a cool. good idea. I think I could just wear a mood ring and know, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I have the same problem as Mark and Christy. During the break, I would sleep in, and now my sleep schedule is all over the place. It takes some retraining of your body to get back into the rhythm, but in the meantime, it's not so fun. That's why naps are important, am I right? Up next is a very important prayer to kick off 2023. Hello? Helps Good if I morning. turn your microphone on. I've had like a week of not having to turn your I microphone know. on. You've been on your own for a while. It's like weird muscle memory now. I know. Or something. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you now in almost two I weeks. I know. It's crazy. I'm glad to be turning your microphone on again. Well, thanks. I'm glad someone wants to turn my microphone on. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Yeah. Do you have a good break? Uh, yes. It was. Okay. It was a good break. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing about yours too this morning. Okay. We'll talk about it. Sorry, we'll yeah. talk about it. Uh, I know it's not technically Monday, although it feels like Monday mm-hmm. for a lot of us. Had yesterday off. Yeah. I don't actually know what day it feels like. 
Really? I just know my kids need to go back to school. That I'm sure. <laughs> You're ready for the house yeah. to be a little more quiet. I'm ready for some yeah. routine again. That's pretty awesome. Um, but since it feels like Monday, and usually on Mondays, we start with a little prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I heard this great little piece from Louis Giglio, the mm-hmm. pastor, the author, and speaker. This was so good. Uh, he was talking about the Lord's Prayer, the words that Jesus gave on how to pray. I'm praying as Jesus taught me to pray. My Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Miracle of the gospel. He says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then listen to the simplicity of the prayer. He said, and when you pray, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread. Not give us a month's supply or six months supply or however much we think we're going to need to get by. He said, no, when you pray, I want you just to remember that I'm going to be enough for you every single day. See, the enemy wants you to panic. He wants you to move in. He wants you to get an address on 2783 Freak Out Avenue. He wants you to get your mail there. He wants you to decorate the house. And so when people come to visit you, they know they're coming to Freak Out. Hey, where where are you? Well, I'm at my normal place. I'm at such and such Freak Out Avenue today because I have moved into a perpetual state of freaking out. This is not God's plan for you and me. Visit for a moment. Take a little turn for the worse. But when you do, make sure that you shift your thinking from, is this worry or concern? If it's concern, I want to ask God to help me in this present moment with the reality right in front of me now. If it's worry and projection about something that hasn't even happened yet, I'm going to ask God to build a firewall beside me to keep that out of my vision because today Jesus is going to give me enough. When I wake up in the morning, if I see tomorrow, guess what? Jesus will be there. His inventory will be the same tomorrow as it is today. It doesn't go up and it doesn't go down. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Therefore, If like a child, I have a little turn and I have a freak out moment, I know right away, this is not going to be the place I live. That was a short visit. And now I am back saying, lead me up to the rock that is higher than I. That's so good. It's amazing. I was like, man. What a great reminder. God, help me remember that Mm -hmm. this year. So God, as we start this day and even a new year together, thank you that you're enough. Thanks to your supply doesn't change. You are the same. And you are a God who gives good gifts. And you provide that everything that we need. And when our eyes can't see it, would you help our hearts to know what is true? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For me, that Lord's Prayer, the reminder of its beautiful simplicity, moved me. It is easy to turn God into a vending machine in our prayers, asking him for all the things we want and need. And he does listen and he does answer prayer, but God also just exists and wants relationship. And I really found that to be a powerful Lord's Prayer. Up next is Isaac with some questions for us regarding childhood. 
Would you want to be a kid these days? It's Isaac. Thanks for listening with me. Recently, I was getting my oil changed, and on the TV in the shop, they had um, a kid's network on. And I just remember thinking that none of the characters, none of the kids' characters looked familiar to me. All of the shows looked completely different. And I can remember being a kid watching Nick or Disney and knowing every single show that came on and just being so excited when my favorite shows were coming on. And I have no recollection, no knowledge of anything that kids are doing right now. Um, I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't really know what the kids are up to these days. But still, I have to wonder, would I want to be a kiddo these days? Would you want to go back and have your childhood in 2023? Me personally, I wouldn't trade my childhood for anything. The early, early internet days, the late 90s, early 2000s, it was a time outside. It was kids with no social media and just no pressure, it felt like. There was something that was just so pure about it and more simple about everything growing up in the pre-internet being as giant as it is now. Uh, And I'm not alone. Two-thirds of parents recently in a study said that they think that kids have it better today, but most adults in that study still like their childhood era more. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're somewhere in the middle. But I can remember doing crazy things on skateboards as early as eight years old, and I wouldn't give that for anything. I would probably have less scars if I was a child now, but maybe it's worth it. As someone who's interacted a lot with the kids of this generation doing babysitting and nanny work, I would not want my childhood in this era for many reasons. Little kids today do not know a world before the pandemic, and that must be a very stressful and confusing experience. I had a great childhood, and I can't help wishing we went back as a society to those good old days, and I know that's probably not going to happen. So we just have to be here for the kids that are growing up in today's world. Here's some more from Isaac. Minimalism has been a trend for a while now, but a new thing is busted onto the home care and trend map, clutter core. It's the trend that I think many parents and people who have a crowded house can rely on these days. Clutter core is the response to minimalism. It's the idea that don't get rid of the stuff that you've got. In fact, display your stuff proudly and parents have been celebrating the chaos instead. I actually really like this as someone who has been celebrating clutter core unknowingly for a long time now with a messy home office and a messy garage. (laughs) I think it's great. Um, I do love this because I was talking with my wife recently about how kitchens can look a little too sterile in newer homes and we like to see stuff on the wall. I've got grandparents that always had really cool pots and pans hanging from the ceiling. It just looked like a neat, welcoming, warm space. And I think that has a little bit of clutter core to it. So embracing clutter core in the new year, maybe dusting things every now and then, but that's going a little extra even for me. I couldn't agree with you more, Isaac. Modern homes are so cold and stiff. I don't like it. It stresses me out how clean and perfect they are because I know how much work goes to maintaining it. I'd much rather have a beautifully chaotic but loving home. As someone who again has nannied and babysat a lot, almost every single mom, as soon as I come into their home, apologizes to me for the mess. So I just want to say, if you're a mom listening, it's okay. You don't need to apologize. Kids and animals are messy. That's life. And you still have a beautiful home. Don't worry about it. Up next is Robert talking about animals. 
90.9 KLRC. Good afternoon. My name's Robert. And if you have a pet, especially dogs, it's like they go through different phases throughout the year. And we've got a Blue Healer Australian Shepherd mix. Her name is Mia. And this doggo is going through like a toy phase. She has to have some kind of toy in her mouth at all times as she walks around the house. And she's got a toy box full of different things. So I was saying, hey, Mia, why do you always have to have something with you? It's like you're insecure or something. And she looked right at me and then looked down at my hand, and there I am holding my phone, which I never let out of my sight. So I kind of feel called out by my dog. 90.9 KLRC. I'm Robert. And when it comes to your vehicle, the last thing you want to hear is an unusual sound. So I was reading about a Florida resident who brought their vehicle into the local BMW dealership because they were hearing some kind of scratching sound. And you know, with that kind of car, it's probably going to be a big price tag no matter what the fix, right? So the mechanics, they start jumping in on this. They open up the hood, they start peeking around, and they heard that scratching sound too. The car wasn't even on. They dug a little deeper and they found that there was this little bunny that had climbed up in the engine, probably for warmth, and they were able to rescue this bunny completely unharmed, even let the bunny go out the back. So I can only imagine there was a lot of relief for the bunny and the car owner who didn't have to pay a big bill. Animals are amazing. I am constantly in awe of God when I hear stories about animals because he created such sweet companions for us. Even bunnies can make sweet pets, and I'm so happy to hear that one bunny is safe and sound. But it's also a good reminder to check your cars before starting them. Other animals like cats can crawl up into your car engine when it gets cold outside. Here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. I got to level with you, Kara. I'm not sure I did much productive stuff <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mostly ate treats. Well, I mean... Isn't that kind of the point of the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's just, you know, like eating <laughs> treats and watching college football. Like, that was about the extent of what I did. Of your productivity. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't. I, yeah, it was a good time to rest. I feel that. Not necessarily super productive. Although I will say I did learn one thing while watching college football over oh, Christmas break. Okay. I was watching the uh, Cheez-It Bowl yeah. in Orlando. <laughs> okay. And they shared that, did you know, it is grammatically incorrect to refer to the plural form of cheese it, a cheese it, as cheese its. What? The correct plural is cheese it crackers. Oh, brother. So cheese it. Okay. Not cheese its. Yeah. If there's more than two, you gotta call them cheese it crackers. Oh, goodness. I mean, uh, let me just say this. I I'm glad the cheese it people have taken the time to come up with a much more cumbersome and silly way <laughs> of saying cheese its. But my question is if cheese it can't bother to spell cheese properly, yeah. And they spell it C H E E Z. <laughs> should we really be taking these people's opinions seriously? You know, that's a good point. Same boat as Anson, I was not super duper productive during my winter break, despite my best efforts. It turns out, when you've been going nonstop for months and you finally have the opportunity to sleep, your body chooses sleep. It needs it. And sometimes I beat myself up for not working hard enough or doing enough, which is why Kara's words right here were very encouraging. Anson, last week, I spent just a little bit of time journaling, reflecting on last year, thinking about the year to come. And of course, whenever I think about the year to come, I think about all the things I want to do differently and better and fix. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to 
have some goals and aspirations. Sure. But I think it can sometimes get a little overwhelming because I start to feel like, well, did I do anything right last year? Is, yeah. Was it all just a complete failure? Right. <laughs> it can be easy to become overwhelmed by that. Yeah. So if you're in that place today where you're maybe looking back, looking ahead, trying to kind of figure out how to process all of that information, something that encouraged me today from Holly Kurth from More Than Small Talk Podcast. She says, as we start a new year, it's easy to focus on goals and resolutions, but can we also take a moment to recognize all we've made it through? Maybe last year you got up on a day you didn't feel like it. Maybe you practiced patience, wrestled through anxiety, refused to let fear win, grew stronger, reached out to a friend, and chose not to close down your heart forever. Maybe you learned something new, read a book, stayed curious, felt confused, ugly cried, savored dessert, hugged someone hard, and didn't give up. Those aren't small things. They're big things disguised as ordinary life. You did better than you think last year, friend. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.